0: friends welcome back to the film alchemist podcast the show where we look at movies we love break them apart to find out what gives them their magic i'm your host josh griffey joined again on this second half of this very special yet disgusting friday night double feature uh i hope you guys joined us for contagion that was the first half of the double feature uh again really intense viewing right now but i think uh you know i think there was a lot of good stuff in that last pod that hopefully you guys enjoyed as much as we did uh but now we're bringing it down a notch right that one's very serious contagion is very terrifying it's very realistic i would argue that outbreak is the photo negative of contagion in that regard uh i mean outbreak's the kind of movie that says yes i will defeat a viral outbreak by you know helicopter warfare And I'm here for that. (laughs) All right. So as always, joined again on the second half of this double feature uh, by returning friends and co-host, Kevin Weinman and Dr. Michael Cloud. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for having us. All right. So, Kevin, I know Outbreak uh, is a perfect Kevin Weinman joint. Walk me through what you love about this movie so much.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) So uh, as we alluded to before... We started this. This is a Wolfgang Peterson film, and Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of Wolfgang Peterson films that I won't take a deep dive into. Um, (laughs) uh, I I think one of the things that's exciting is that they take something like a global epidemic and they turn it into an action film, which you're not really (laughs) expecting. There's suddenly planes. There's people getting shot. There's explosions. That's not what viruses do. (laughs) Those those are not the outcomes (laughs) of outbreaks. Um, For sure. <laughs> but uh, uh, w- what I love about this is this is a rock star cast. Now we just got oh done my with God, Contagion, man. absolutely yeah. great cast there too. Like, but uh, we had five Oscar winners in Contagion. We have what three or four Oscar winners here. We've got Morgan Freeman, we've got uh, Do- uh, Dustin Hoffman, we've got Cuba Gooding Jr. Like Kevin Spacey, uh, was, Rene uh,
0: Russo. Although Renee Russo never won one.
1: Rene Russo never won one. Uh, may have been know, did nominated. Kevin Spacey uh, D- Donald Sutherland was uh, definitely yeah. nominated at some point in his life. Um, yeah. So it, it is a re- – Kevin Spacey one. Like it's oh, – it, it, we, we try to forget about him. Well, you know <laughs> what, 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 what? I was about to ask whether or not we could still enjoy Kevin Spacey movies. Nope. Um, but the, the thing that I love about this film – We'll
0: get to that. I'll that have that discussion. <laughs> it,
1: is the, it is the ultimate popcorn movie. And when it was filmed, think of it this way. We weren't really thinking about – Oh this shit could happen. Watching this now you're like, "Oh good god in heaven, like this seems a little uh, aggressive." But I think that <laughs> from beginning to end there are at least two or three parts in this movie that are can't turn off moments. Like whether oh, or not it's Yeah, whether or not it's the spread, the spreading of the virus, whether or not it is as soon as they hop in the helicopter, the last 45 minutes of the the uh, the, the, the movie chase, yeah, yeah the helicopter chase I, I i just think that there's a lot of great movement so i'm sorry i'm, I'm opening up this uh, podcast with way too much of me talking but i am <laughs> a huge outbreak fan
0: <laughs> yeah it's really a fascinating because what i like is whereas contagion is almost too intense and too terrifying to watch right now outbreaks like hey man i know you're going through something i've been there too but let's throw a little Arnold in. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, Griffey, if if Arnold had been break Dustin break Hoffman's in. character, this movie works exactly the same. Griffey,
1: Contagion is where I went into my high school and co- college um, calculus classes and learned some shit. Outbreak yeah. is I went and watched uh, <laughs> Schoolhouse Rocks and they yeah. sang to me about how things work. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: I, I went to college school to school school learn from books, right? That's it, Contagion. But. Right. I'm at college. I'm book learning. That's contagion. Then you're like, oh, I'm at my first like house party. Yeah. Now I'm learning some shit. And that's Outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cloud, walk yeah. me through Outbreak. What'd you think, man? Yeah, what I'll are look, your thoughts I, on I, Outbreak? to uh, uh, uh,
2: say ahead of time that I am not making light of the, uh, the current uh, pandemic that is going on. Um, and I know we're going to be jokey, uh, with this and I am not joking about the current pandemic. I am joking about this movie exclusively, uh, and an not exclusively
0: Matoba virus, uh, comedy. What? I'm sorry. This is exclusively Matoba virus comedy. Is that what it's called? <laughs> so Matoba? that being said to know
2: that I'm actually taking it seriously, we'll please watch the contagion episode <laughs> that we did.
0: Um, but now I'm going to lighten up a little bit and just talk wow. about how
2: ridiculous this movie is and how
0: I might actually hate it. Awesome. you are a frontline medical doctor it's fine for you to let loose man that's what <laughs> what i love about outbreak too because again i think contagion man I, I don't know how many people like me wanted to turn it off watching it it was like too much man it was too scary outbreak puts me in the okay this is feels like it's adjusting to like where my life is right now but it says <laughs> hey man we're still a movie and we should have fun yeah it was i think outbreaks a, in a better movie for right now than contagion well, not even close to a better movie, if that makes sense. Just, you know that, what I mean? Like, if you asked me, like, yeah, which wait. one I'd rather watch today, it would be Outbreak. Because I think it's fun and entertaining, whereas Contagion is just like, hey, everything's really scary and life is no fun. Yeah. <laughs> and this Outbreak never sacrifices the fun. while wow. And this is what I think is really impressive. And I, I think it's more the first, like, two-thirds of the movie. But the way it balances – True thriller and terrifying moments, while never sacrificing the fun, I think is one of those incredible things that we got. Like this, this dearth of '90s action thrillers. They could be about literally anything. Like Kevin and I on this show covered, you know, Red October. And you're like, that's just like the world could fucking end. Like a Russian sub could just park and blow up our capital, and like it's over. But like you know, you're like, oh, I'm just having fun riding around in submarines with Sam Neill and Tim Curry.
2: <laughs> So yeah, I got I, I watched this and I had to wonder like trying to remember the mindset of when we saw this in theaters back in the day and if people walked out of that movie like terrified at the possibility or if they watched it like we watch now we're like well that's just that's ridiculous like like yeah it was just kind of fun to watch Dustin Hoffman like fly around in a helicopter chase scene uh, but like Did also it make you that that's,
0: remember like fuck remember when Hoffman was at the peak of his powers yeah. This is no, one I, of the last, I, I like, really Hoffman powerhouse right, right? Hoffman
2: movies, right? This may be my least favorite Dustin Hoffman movie, but I love Dustin Hoffman what? in it.
1: <laughs> oh, that is a, Your it. Your least
2: favorite Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> but I love Dustin Hoffman in
0: this movie.
1: No, no. Like, okay, I, I, walk I, me like, through so that. Wait, so you, you
0: hate this movie. You think it's the worst Dustin Hoffman movie? Which I think an easy IMDb would just blow that stick <laughs> out of the water. Right and now. I am clearly yeah. not a
2: film scholar like you two. Just like right. sphere.
0: All right. Well, like, I remember that you. I heart That's Huckabee's exist. Sphere. Like definitely. I heart okay, Huckabee's right. exist, and it's yeah, worse like, than outbreak. outbreak. Sphere. Okay.
2: Fair enough. Yeah, uh,
0: Sphere is literally the boring, terrible Dustin yeah, Hoffman it's in it's a terrible, suit All right. Movie. <laughs> I did not. Think of that. Fair enough. Actually, Although, I, like, I like Sphere too, but that's neither here nor there.
2: Weird. There <laughs> were many moments in this movie that I liked, but there were so many times it's like, God. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just become too, uh, <laughs> I don't know, expecting too much. Where I'm just like, come on. That's ridiculous. You but went into why, like, Outbreak was, like, terrible, and you're like. <laughs> how many like terrible, like 90s and 80s movies I still love. And maybe it's just because I don't remember this movie that well. And like, I had no emotional attachment to it when it first came out. And now I'm watching it again for the first time in like 20 years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very close to the content let's be honest like i feel like the content itself is not making light of it but it's certainly g- exaggerating and it's, glorifying the the, the the whole idea behind it it's i not, actually I think it that just,
0: the treatment just, the treatment of the virus and the sickness and the consequences the human consequences of this movie i think are spot on i think they're exactly where they need to be they're not really making fun of like oh, this is just a fun place to play, right? I think it's very serious and somber. We see some really heavy shit happen. You do see it. To, like, uh, American wait. citizens in this movie, right? What I think is is when you add the the government boogeyman element, right? Yeah. I think then it becomes where you're like, oh, okay, they're adding in this extra thing to take our mind up. Because the, the thing I always question when I've seen Outbreak, and I've watched it more times than I am proud of, I guess, right? Because my mom really loves this movie, too. It's <laughs> so like we used to watch this. I feel like we've watched this like 10 times when I was a kid. And there's a big part of me that wonders what this movie looks like if Dustin Hoffman never leaves that town. You know what I mean? Like, there's this theory of thriller movies, right? That let's say we're, we're in this town. They set up this town. It's quarantined. No one can get out because this virus is so fucking deadly, right? And then the entire end of the movie is them not in the town, and it feels like you're a pressure. You're in a pressure cooker, and then you pull me out of the pressure yeah. cooker, and I don't feel the pressure anymore, right? Right. There's
2: like, no like scaling up. Like it's it's like they, so they took I wonder, one threat and replaced it with a completely other
0: one. And I, I'm and not makes, saying that, that like the, the threat disappears, right? Because they are. Because then it becomes instead of I think the first half of the movie is this beautiful watching this terrifyingly quick virus unravel our society, right? And how fucking scary this is. I mean this. Virus, They say in this movie has a 100% kill rate, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it liquefies you, right? It's so fucking scary. Like I remember as a kid, the first time I heard about Ebola, I feel like we were in middle school and you heard about it and you're like, oh my fucking God, like it was the scariest thing ever, but then it was just gone. You mm-hmm. know, we never heard about it again until years later. But so I think the first half of the movie is this really good kind of, oh my God, there's so many scary, beautiful visual storytelling moments. And when they leave the city, I do wonder if that's the strongest way to carry through the movie. But if you I mean, don't leave, maybe then it just becomes this insanely heavy film. Contain, like Contagion. Conanta-
1: Contagion was so much better because it made you feel the global impact. Yeah, it's weird,
2: right? It was just like with like every 90s movie where everything is contained to a small town. No matter what the antagonist <laughs> is, it's always in a small town. Town that grows to about the size of that town, and that's about it. And maybe that's but you like,
1: think about budgetary concerns. Like, what, what what in the world would you have wanted them to do to keep filming in quote unquote Africa when they didn't have the resources to lug hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment and people to different locations? Like, that's what right. I Like, I may be expecting
0: yeah. too much. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, but, my thing is they, though,
0: this is weird because I, I Kevin, I think, really like dissected the, the hypocrite in me, right? Whereas I think contagion works well because it is this global fast cutting everything. It's like, this is the era where the world became very global, right? This movie still feels almost like cold war politics, right? Like we got to shell up and isolate and whatever. And there's something that's so beautiful about the segment when they get to the Creek, right? Or cold Creek. What's it called? Whatever cool Creek, California, right? Like once they get there, I think that part of the movie is so fucking beautiful. And it's tense and it's insane and that's where it's scary. When we pull way back, and once we get in the helicopter, right, and we're doing midnight run in the helicopter, (laughs) I feel like then the movie is not scary to me anymore. Right, it loses that.
2: One thing that may be one of the biggest problems of the movie is that this virus to whoever made it isn't scary enough they need to throw in
0: but that's what i mean it's so much scarier than any other virus in any movie ever right yeah the virus
2: right exactly like in concept that virus is terrifying sort of like whatever that virus
0: was in 28 days later like that seems worse i would rather just liquefy than become a danny boyle like sprinting zombie (laughs) but this virus is one of the scariest viruses ever right and the movie does it because that's the thing when you when you first get there and hoffman's like kind of sussing out what's going on the entire every inch of the frame of the movie is scary. Right? Cause I remember looking around and like the when the army trucks first start rolling up, they're not wearing protective masks and stuff. And I remember that's like a scary moment. You're like, oh my god, the troops don't know. And that whole scene is so scary and so fraught and so emotional. And then it's like, get to the chopper! <laughs> they're just like <laughs> they're just like cruising. So I don't know, but Kevin's right, like contagion being global worked. Very much in its advantage.
1: Yeah, well, because you just get this—you get a better understanding of how situations like this are dealt with. Like, a writer in the 90s probably was pretty segmented on what the governmental impact is in terms of making decisions on creating uh, an environment that mitigates a virus outbreak. And it's like, now— like, I'm sure that you have a lot more resources. You got the Internet to be able to understand that. And back when this movie was filmed, it was like, I'll go to the library or I'll call Bob. He works in the government. And it's like oh, it man. didn't go far uh, to be able to go and probably understand what needs to happen in these scenarios. So they took what they were given. They made a really crazy uh, movie out of it. But like, <laughs> I
0: you I, I, I actually mean, like I, again, you I, actually, like, you I just I'm completely nailed one of the scariest yeah. scenes in the movie to me. Which is, it's like, it's a twofold scene, too. Because I text you guys, and when the movie theater scene happened, yeah, I was like, I oh my fucking you, right? gut. Yeah, 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 we were on, like, a group chat, and I was like, this is one of the scariest scenes in any movie I've ever watched. Like, I was having full-on panic attacks on my couch, like, why is he in the theater not covering his mouth and coughing everywhere? And when he, like, collapses in the food line, and everyone he's walking by, it's so fucking scary. And then we rush to an ER, and people are getting rolled in and rolled in. Yeah, I love the, that. The, the visual moment that scared the fuck out of me. Was there's just this small town doctor, right? You can tell he's like one of the boys, drinks a lot at the weekend. And the nurse
1: comes in, right? Because he has
0: his shirt unbuttoned like three buttons down yep. when he's on shift, right? That's yep. like, who's this Don Juan of a doctor? But she goes in and he's just feverishly flipping through yeah. like an old encyclopedia. Exactly. He's like, I don't know what it is. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. There was a time when that was the best he could do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I watched that scene. I'm like, that did like make me realize like, thank
2: God we live in a time where information is much more easily accessible. Like I don't have to go to like the medical, uh, encyclopedia for lack of a better term and try and dig this out, out of hundreds of thousands of pages.
0: Yeah. And then like, how long is that topical? Like how long until that book's not up to date anymore
2: right exactly like in health in medicine anymore like five years is completely out of date
1: and you wonder what that juxtaposition is in the fact that like back in those days what people traveled what they ate how they experienced travel compared to now where people are much more willing to travel try new things Uh, we're not have we're not having kids till later on in life we're making decisions based on our own experiences like and, and the reason why I'm getting meta about this is because even 20 years ago, the whole thought process of what travel looked like and what um, uh, uh, it was to, to to experience travel is completely different. Like I, I so I think that like you know somebody eating something or in, uh, 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 contracting a virus is much more likely now than it ever was 20 years ago. Because e- even 20 years okay. ago, people weren't traveling or doing things as, as crazy as they are now.
0: But even yep. this movie, right? They show you, so some guy wants to get rich quick selling a monkey, right? And then on that same day he gets shut down, he gets on a plane. Yeah, yep. McDream. And is all the way across the fucking country. Yep. In, like, yep. one cut of a movie. That's kind of the part of the movie I was like, wouldn't, like, everyone be dead already well that's the thing like
2: they, that's where i think they they probably made some later decision uh i think that's probably where that like rapid mutation came from where they right. probably whoever was like making it realized like dude wow, that's another terrifying the scene this is gonna be a really hard movie to make right and so that was
0: one of those moments i'm like i never want to be on an airplane again because we've all yeah. been on the airplane with coughing guy when you see him all curled up and that kid reaches for the fucking cookie yeah i mean oh my god i couldn't catch my breath i was like i love that Christ. moment right yes. well
1: well, well and by the way also you're
0: like, like i don't feel that bad for that kid or mom because if you're a parent your kid should not be wandering the aisles <laughs> yeah, <my first> <laughs> this
1: is again the 90s so <laughs> all right all right so jimbo jimbo looks like a, a bag of shit and then yeah. he gets off that plane and his yeah. significant other yeah. lands a sloppy kiss yeah. on him like yeah. i'm sorry like I, 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 We all love our significant others to yep. death, but at the same time, when they're walking <laughs> off the plane and they're almost bleeding from the eyes, yeah. your first inclination is like, I can't stop myself from kissing. Yeah, you. right.
0: Like you're, you're like, just, we'll still have sex later, but no kisses. <laughs> no kisses. You, you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta tell
1: me that you're. Let's go to the doctor first. Yeah. Here, yeah. I'll throw yeah. a when water at, at you from bullets?
0: Starbucks, and you can carry your own luggage. Gross. But I do think she's in the she caught this is the equivalent of like who was George Clooney's girlfriend when he was on Roseanne? And you're like, oh man, I hooked the big one before everyone knew who the fuck this is, right? So that girl's probably like, This is amazing for me. She's like, you know, two years away from, oh, now he's on, you know, Grey's and I'll never get that kiss again.
1: Well he what (laughs) he basically looked like was the basis for a knockoff pearl jam. Uh, band at that point Zimbo <laughs> dimbo looked like he was living paycheck to paycheck trying to write poems somewhere he's yeah he there. was
0: definitely at a sound garden cover band for sure
1: uh hold on so do you want some random facts about this movie uh, i would now- love random there. facts about
0: no go for it yeah let's do okay, this okay all right all right
1: first off sam daniels right dustin hoffman's character 100 mm-hmm. percent originally intended for harrison ford um, I feel,
0: is there any movie in the '90s that was not Harrison no, Ford's there, to pass? Everyone,
1: he's everyone. a guaranteed hundred million dollar draw. Like, yeah. So, yeah, no. Uh, but, but uh, Harrison, coincidentally, uh, uh, it, like, th- do you want to know the ironic thing? Is that his character in Blade Runner was actually written for Dustin Hoffman? That's so, yeah, yeah. I can <laughs>
2: Dustin Hoffman being.
1: Yeah, oh, no, that would have enough. been the worst so so for so basically ford worked with uh uh, wolfgang later with air force one but harrison ford mel gibson and sylvester stallone were the three people tagged to this and then dustin got the job after all three of them turned down that opportunity and if if i I wish
0: stallone was in this movie specifically for that ending helicopter stuff how much cooler would that final fight scene and like when they land on the boat and hoffman does like the two-foot jump Stallone would have been like, ah, oh, like catching it with one arm and like swirling around like, wow, this, you know, virologist has a lot of time for lat pulldowns.
1: Jesus Christ. Stallone would have found a way to rip off a machine gun and shot at the other uh, helicopters behind him during the oh, helicopter. Oh, yeah.
0: So, when he's like Cuba Dodge, he'd be like hanging by his legs, uh-huh. the missile. In the air. Uh,
1: so so Ren- <laughs> Rene Russo was like the fifth in line. Uh, Jodie Foster originally was on the film, dropped out. And then it went to Meryl Streep, Sharon Stone, and Robin Wright. Um, uh, Robin, which, by the way, between 1985 and even, I guess, I don't know, until now, I feel like Robin Wright is tied to every fucking movie because everyone wants Robin Wright to be in their movie. So anyways, yeah. she they, they 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 were looked as uh, being the um, uh, other opportun- uh, other people that were going to be in that movie. And then finally, right. in terms of the casting what-ifs, joe don baker was donald donald sutherland's part and then they said that they Uh, needed a little bit more validity to that scene and don sutherland came in and refilmed all those parts
0: so joe don baker filmed it filmed filmed i what see i feel like maybe because joe don baker is a little more like gritty right like he feels a little like a good old boy kind of military persona but like, oh I man, I guess Donald Sutherland has this very cold detached. That's exactly in this why movie.
1: they refilmed it. Joe Don did yeah. not have the depth and they needed more.
0: depth. Yeah, cuz you could see him being the fiery like I want to fucking blow this city up, right? <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. I could totally but, see him in that role though. Donald too, Sutherland
2: was so good at just the, the
1: cold,
0: calculating, merciless. Well, he lived through the invasion of the body snatchers. He seen yeah. how bad this can go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I loved this character. For a long time, I had a very negative outlook on Donald Sutherland as an actor because as a really? kid, I saw this movie and I go, uh, fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> you hated him in real life because he wanted to blow up the city.
1: Yeah, just saying.
0: You know what's uh, funny? I yeah. was watching it yesterday with my wife, who is a nurse, right? She's an RN. And she looked at me and she's like, well, he's right. And I looked over and I'm like, are you pro blowing up an American city? And Amy Whoa. goes. Yeah, you have to. And I go, oh, my God. And everyone thinks I'm the bad. <laughs> no, did,
2: did you love but Then her, like, I thought so about it. and I was like, I think she's page. right. You're going to yeah. blow up the city, too.
0: Well, she made a good point. I was like, all right, so let's say let's take because this is one of the things in the movie. Right. Which is Dustin Hoffman just disobeys an order and commandeers a ship and all these fucking medical vehicles, whatever. And he's like, I'm going to jump in here and save stuff. Once they get there, and this is one of the things the movie does that I absolutely hate. It's one of my least favorite things in movies where they get there and they're like, this thing has a 100% mortality rate in eight hours, right? I thought they said like 24 to 48
2: hours. 20, no, uh, I think they said eight hours, hours the they States. show this. Th- yeah, that's how long like, that yeah, it would take to spread the- it
0: across the whole country. But eight hours, you're dead, Yeah. right? And not only that, but like your insides are liquefying. So even if you get saved, at the seventh hour, like Rene yep. Russo, you are a water balloon, and you're yep. not okay to just start making out again. And, yeah, you don't right? just regenerate, like, right. And so they do this thing where it's, we know for a fact, over 600 cases confirmed. People who are in their houses, it's airborne, and they're touching everything. But yet we still have time, what feels like a week, of like yeah. them looking for stuff and manufacturing serums and Dustin Hoffman and his helicopter ride right you're like i don't know the geography exactly but that's at least a whole day's worth of traveling
2: well okay so, <laughs> so yeah, that's he, the question he gets is the, do you just let the the everyone find, die or no he goes to some office to track down a uh a cargo
0: ship wait, wait cargo time out ship, before we get on dustin on hoffman's crime spree we'll do it, dustin hoffman uh crime spree in a moment right yeah. <laughs> but uh, i'm just saying are they plan. are they wrong though are they wrong what i think what i like i like this in the movie right and Again, Kevin and I also covered Crimson Tide. And I said one of the things that's amazing about that movie is Gene Hackman's not portrayed as just this raving lunatic.
2: Right.
0: His side 100% makes sense. Correct. You, could, you know at the end he was wrong, but you understand he would have been right in the moment had he done what he'd done. And I think huh? this movie, it doesn't do as good of a job because by the end there clearly he knows what, what's up, right? Like Donald Sutherland knows that they could avoid this whatever. But I do think there's a real argument to be had. (laughs) No, there's no point in blowing this up
2: because it's so virulent and people die so quickly that actually uh, Morgan Freeman. One of the legitimate points in this movie uh, is Morgan Freeman's input at the very beginning when he says it kills people so fast. We don't have to worry about it. Like that's actually like a real thing Uh, when you worry about a disease. If it kills off a population in a very quick period of time, it doesn't have time to spread out. Like it just right. killer thing. And the virus cannot survive without a host. So Go if you ahead. kill all the hosts real quick, problem the it goes the problem goes away. So that's what would have happened sure. to now. They didn't need to blow it up. They all just would have died I very mean, they quickly We still have
0: the monkey out there and whatever's happening in other parts of the world. But what I'm saying is we see them shooting down rednecks. They actually murder American citizens. Yeah. Because they're about to break quarantine. People well, who just want to escape but, with their no, family. Like,
2: yeah, you can't let them run to another town in that, like, so 8 So you're pro-murdering
0: those rednecks but not blowing up the city? <sighs> Whoa! Mean, See?
1: Well, well <laughs> if he didn't the win, he's no a purpose. doctor. He's going to fucking think about his answer. Take I'm it saying, easy. No, you so have to I'm answer
0: right the now. Zero purpose. Yeah. You, the, this is the mindset I'm putting you in, right? The one redneck who's like, I'm at the passenger window. I might as well lean off and pop a shot at (laughs) them. I love the idea of an American who's like, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to shoot at a helicopter.
1: Yeah, it's one person and not a town.
0: Are they really shooting at me? Like, why are they shooting at me? That's Uh, what uh, I mean, right? So the movie does a good job of we understand they cannot let those people go. And the next thing we see is government agents or soldiers bearing down with guns on a family, like just a normal mom, dad and two kids, right? and that's what it does it says hey man this is fucking scary mm-hmm. right and this i i think they did a good job of making a reasonable moral gray area with the decision making well, yeah, yeah it, it was cracking it,
1: like a, it was cracking a few eggs to make an omelet in my opinion yeah. like you're mitigating the amount of people that would otherwise have to go and be sacrificed because yeah a couple of idiots want to go and make a run for it so well, my like, theory I, is is I, that
0: Everyone in this town would be dead, right? so I agree with you. It's like just let them die out, hold the quarantine, don't blow the town up, let right. them just die out. yeah, yeah, you right? know, it, it, yeah. <laughs> that's not very but, you know that's it, it not morally superior even little
2: more it's like, terrifying like as a movie, if like you have like a small, small, small glimmer of hope that you might find a treatment which is minimal to none in this short, virulent window that you might save from but right. really, what you're doing is you're just keeping these people contained to die. Uh, and trying to keep other people, like, basically what they did, which is actually a good part of the movie, where they said, stay in your house and mark your door if you feel sick.
0: Oh, uh, that scene when they just showed, like, American street front with, like, all the yeah. flags and sheets waving. In the mom,
1: the mom uh, that just turned to the kids. Yeah. And the kid when tries the tries one girl to
0: wants to run to her and the dad's like, don't. Oh, uh, and and that, that was killed so smart. me. So you, you know isolate. what they did, too? That, and again, this, I think this movie gets shit on. Because, again, it does kind of devolve into dumb action and timelines don't add up, whatever. But there is so much good visual storytelling because they take the mom. She's walking in with an overnight bag, right? We see her get tested. The next thing we see is her case number on a slide and Kevin yeah, Spacey banging yeah, the table. That was a great and scene. we know that she's going to fucking die. Yep. And I was like, that is such a brilliant transition from here's the person's life. Into the hospital unknown Into fuck they're dead Yeah, And it happens so That's beautiful visual storytelling Yeah, And I hate when movies like this Especially of this era Because they have some Maybe more nonsensical beats People throw out all the amazing stuff That's happening in them That's fair well, And can, I, can I, can I I? the last 45 minutes ruins that movie I uh, do not agree with that Kevin yes I, you may What do we got
1: I don't mean to Throw a wrench into the conversation But um <laughs> Do we believe that Kevin Spacey and Rene Russo were both acting against their own best, against the country's own best interest because they kept practicing when they know they knew that they both were sick? Uh, do we believe that both of them should have admitted themselves at that po- point so that they weren't contaminating people?
2: Well, technically, they were inside their isolation suits. So.
1: But
0: Kevin Spacey's was ripped.
2: Yeah, but then right. he got into a new one.
0: But, I mean, I think Kevin's right. Like, once you're already that sick, like, he has to know he's going to fall over at some yeah, point. Oh, yes. you should, he flips delirious, a, like, no, you should be delirious. Like, final destinations, a scalpel into Cuba Gooding Jr. suit or whatever. Yeah. yeah it, I don't it, know it why they'd things. have scalpel in their virology. Once point <laughs> are symptomatic, yeah. But,
2: I mean, they <laughs> weren't exactly what, They made Kevin Spacey the
0: guy that hides his zombie bite. That's, like, a funny thing that's been going around the internet. Are people that won't self-isolate are the same assholes that pretend they weren't bitten by zombies? People that yeah, are like, what? and yet that weren't bitten by zombies, right? You know, in zombie movies, people always roll their sleeve down so like yeah. they won't know that they're going to turn. What, what are we paralleling that to? The people who won't self-isolate right now. Oh, it's yeah. the same asshole breed, right? But I agree with Kevin. Like, I think every doctor in this movie is—they should all be in doctor jail. Because <laughs> they're all acting such horrible faith. Every single doctor in this movie sucks. Kevin Spacey, once his suit rips, he should have gone into the unit. Just I'm saying. sure he's like, I need, I'm because he thinks he's smarter than everyone, obviously. And he's like, maybe I can help push it just far enough that like I can save myself. But you can't risk that shit.
1: Like to my point, at that point, at at the very least, if you're going to stay in your suit and do work to try and come up with a cure, turn to your other doctors and be like this fucking thing ripped. Like, I I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. might go into epileptic seizures here in, I don't know, five minutes? Who knows? Yeah. And I say, epileptic, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I'm not going to falls into on, like, the experiment that
0: could save everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it w- I thought that that was a weird toss at that moment. I mean, I mean that Kevin is actually, Kevin Spacey like, the like, actor
0: made the a decision that, that terrible person Kevin Spacey would have made.
2: No, I think that's actually, uh, that hits on, like, a tough choice that uh, I think a lot of, like, healthcare providers have as Griffey had mentioned before, like, you know, your employer makes you go in sick. I think doctors kind of have a mental, uh, difficulty not going into work and doing what they need to do. Uh, because on one hand, yeah, it's not great to, to go in and if you're sick and get other people sick, no, that's bad. But at the same time, (laughs) as healthcare providers being a limited resource, if you're not there at all, then, uh, then these people are getting no treatment. So, where do you
1: where's well, the balance there well, i mean
2: it's a tough choice either way
1: yeah but what would have been the detriment of kevin's face being like yo this shit ripped uh give me yeah. like two hours
2: oh right no like, like i said with, once he was delirious yeah. yeah or once you become symptomatic like, hey yeah, can you check on me you.
0: every 10 minutes p.s i'm gonna go work in the annex you know what i
2: mean like, <laughs> yeah or yeah just like, like stay just away from chill. other people or isolate yeah. it, it it's a it's a hard thing to to balance out because it's not like uh, like another job where you just, you call in sick and there's not a major consequence of not being there.
0: Yeah. Like
2: yeah. You, you're an essential, like they're all essential staff. Like they didn't have many yeah. to begin with. They were already overwhelmed.
0: Oh, it's a gut wrenching scene too. Cause one of the cool scenes at the start of the movie is when he saves Dustin Hoffman. When he sees, he's like, you're so oh, script. Yeah. When Hoffman's talking yeah. about the dogs, right? His day to day life. And he's it. like, God
1: bless. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. Right. And he's like, Hey man, like maybe get your fucking act together. This is the most deadly virus of all time. Yeah, and Dustin Hoffman's like oh shit like it kind of brings that home like to a lot of people this is their job and they do that a lot to Hoffman in the movie where it's like you were wrong about this and wrong about this and wrong about this he's like but the time I'm right like that's kind yeah. to really <laughs> even Hoffman is like not taking it seriously until it's you know too late so yeah, yeah I don't know I felt bad for Spacey and that, but the Renu Russo one was just like gut-wrenching
2: where she sticks herself
0: yeah because then even Hoffman starts running away and you can see the like you know he doesn't care anymore he wants to help her that one person yeah.
1: oh well man. and her initial reaction is it didn't it didn't get through the glove yeah but denial in, yeah. yeah oh my gosh
0: i don't know yeah this movie i was like man like i couldn't imagine being brave enough to like help out uh you know, so even we... contagion has that where it's like do you want to or no this movie does it where it's like hey we need to oh, do an it's... autopsy and those two doctors are like fuck that i'm not doing an autopsy you're crazy. <laughs> And so then the one on. like old timer's like, I'll do it. Uh, but then his hands are shaking. He has to
1: hand the scalpel to Rene Russo because he can't <laughs> yeah. handle it. She's shit. like,
0: "You just hold the hold the organs. I'll do the cutting." But uh, I was like, so, "Yeah, man, I would probably be one of those two doctors." <laughs> like, uh, no, that's scary.
1: So, hold on, if you are the uh, if you're Donald Sutherland and you have the choice of trying to eradicate the virus at the beginning, do you blow up that entire village with everybody in it? that no, town beginning. yes Pointless. boston
0: no was <laughs> that never recover from being the person that blew up boston yeah people will forget cool creek
1: <laughs> no 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 i mean I, I, the beginning the small village in africa oh no, oh, uh, oh,
0: oh yeah dude that was so crazy i i was like for how many times i've seen this movie i'm like do i always forget that there's just like a genocide at the start <laughs> yeah where we just it like op- destroy this village for no it point? Up no,
2: pretty raw there was no point in doing that again
0: wasn't that was dead. i know they kind of do this like nature morality tale it's like the monkeys have witnessed the sin of man <laughs> it's like the monkeys are coming back for revenge on us all those years later because they even have that one shaman where they're like oh he can't get it he's cool with the monkeys yeah and you're like is he like the organ grinder of this whole pandemic <laughs> or maybe is the shaman just, the one who sells it. the infected monkey to the guy he's like hey i'll tell you where to trap monkeys <laughs> And he's like, I've unleashed a pandemic. That guy on the hill is wildly untrustworthy.
2: Yeah, he is. That is kind of like a, a very outlying character
0: now that I think about it. The guy who started it all, who definitely out, yeah, is in started the illegal all with, monkey trade. Maybe more of like a nature prophet. He just, he just happens to be chanting and overlooking the village that got murdered by this virus. Do you think it's
2: just it's a curse rather than a, a scientific?
0: I think maybe this guy it. sees an opportunity to get revenge. Maybe he was a kid who, liked the monkeys, uh, witnessed the crime of the past. Like, let's say he's down at the creek, like, playing with his friends, and he looks up and he goes, holy shit, they dropped the same weapon they used to kill Godzilla on my village. <laughs> like, I'm going to learn the arts of being a shaman and come back for revenge. <laughs> um, I like that it added a bit of a supernatural twist. Why so is ha- Mataba so much more deadly and spontaneously mutates and has one hundred percent mortality because it has because it's an act power. of supernatural revenge
1: <laughs> so how do we like how this uh, movie unveils how the virus gets spread
0: well that's the that was the one where uh we see the the movie theater scene right that's where like we first see the spread start uh yeah but
1: but fuck. it draws back to the monkey being on the ship the ship coming over jimbo game getting bit or spit yeah. on and then The uh, uh, guy at the pet store getting scratched. Scratched. Like, how do we like how that unwrapped?
0: I I think the first half of this movie is brilliantly tight thriller material. The the pacing of just watching us get to. They're kind of scared. They know something's happening. We know the government covered it up. And we just assume I think as an audience like, well, this must be serious if they're dropping that bomb, right? (laughs) Like, that's your assumption, even though it's a nefarious act. So we know something bad's coming, and the way they shuttle us through, again, you're just like, here's just this dipshit who, like you said, is dressed like he's Uncle Jesse from Full House who might bring (laughs) down all of society because he wants to make, what, like 500 bucks? Yeah, God knows
2: how much he was actually getting paid. Like, that seems like an awful lot of effort for whatever you would get from selling one monkey.
0: Well, I mean, it's like the Tiger King thing. You're like, how is this a thing that exists? Like, how do people just have these wild fucking animals in the middle yeah, of nowhere? How is like, this Joe illegal exactly animal trailer? have
2: like $100,000 just to throw down on food and a million dollars to survive a lawsuit.
0: Unbelievable, right? Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was amazing, though. I, I like the... I, I Again, I, I love the first half of this movie. And the the scene that is really haunting is after Dustin Hoffman realizes it's airborne. Again, I have no idea how the one monkey had two strains that... uh. Mutated. I have no idea what antibodies are. I'm like, so you can just find someone who's okay and use their blood to make serum. I'm like, I have no idea about any of that stuff medically, right? No idea.
1: Not ah, that the scene when Dustin Hoffman
0: hands. realizes it's airborne, right? And he walks out of the hospital and we're inside his suit. And all we hear, is whoosh. you know, he's like breathing. And you see these fucking townspeople just running at him with no mask or anything. We have rights. We're Americans. And it's like, oh my God, they don't fucking know
2: mm-hmm
0: and that's the transmission scene that like was really terrifying is you're like these people are running at him screaming about their freedoms and their rights and they're doing and the he's sitting they're thing looking like possibly. oh fuck you're all gonna die yeah oh
1: i'm really interested in Beautiful the fact scene. that mike just said uh that is not how you cure a virus that you
2: find the host that's not in... how you cure a virus
1: or what were you saying
2: i, I, so I, they I thought, didn't like, need like, to find, did find the host did it in like five minutes and you
0: oh, can't right. do that. <laughs> <laughs> Drain that monkey like a Capri Sun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah no, I that. didn't I like, understand of of that part at <laughs> no, all.
2: I mean, that's one of the things that they're doing right now is they're trying to uh, use the antibodies of people who have survived COVID um, to create a treatment. Yeah, they're doing that right now. So, yeah, that does not do it. work. It's just you don't do that in five minutes. You do that oh. in
1: Uh, based on on what I learned from this movie you hook somebody up to some orange juice and they get fucking better you (laughs) just need a bag of concentrated vitamin C and they're (laughs) good
0: also I I had forgotten the wrinkle of the movie where it's just like Morgan Freeman just has like the antidote and then they're like I I totally forgot that the theory of this movie was the military needs Motaba virus to stay a secret so that they can weaponize it I had totally forgotten that yeah. I guess that's like the lesson of me on this viewing is you've seen this movie a lot and you don't remember any of the important plot <laughs> points.
1: The weaponizing like, I thought the was, was the most case. I thought that, that even as a kid, I thought that was the most ridiculous thing where it was like the 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 the, the death of people outweighing the fact that you need to keep this yeah. a government secret. I thought that was quite a fucking reach. Well, because
0: again, you're like, yeah. Once it if it spreads, like you could get fucked up too. It's the dumbest military plan since uh, Jurassic World two or Jurassic World one, where they're like, you know, it'd be better than missiles and tanks and armies of velociraptor. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid (laughs) on so many levels. You're like. Mataba virus makes a million times more sense than weaponized Velociraptor and still doesn't, like you, send in the Stegosaurus battalion. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, like,
2: that only two guys and all the government know about that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing that happens, right? Is like, I kept forgetting this movie's in the nineties because when they're like, send the troops out and like, we'll silently blow this town away or whatever. And I was like, you can never keep the media out. Like once the media knows about it, this is on the channels all yeah. day, every day. Like those reporters are going to be broadcasting live if yeah. they're hit with the oxygen bomb, yeah. and like that's not going to just be okay. But then I and, was like, oh uh, fuck, we weren't like in a, we wouldn't be seeing that on Twitter all day, every day. You're like a huge right. percentage of American citizens would not have known about that other than some people are sick in a small town.
2: Well. Well, yeah, they they even like announce when they are trying to catch those guys. They use the media to try and catch them by saying they're highly infectious. But at the yeah. same time, that would draw all that media attention back to the town that they were just ready to blow up. So, whenever
0: <laughs> any like news station is going to go to the town to kind of interview what happened, it's just a crater. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, a oh, gas main. Those crazy rednecks were trying to escape <laughs> again, and they a, blew up a the tracking, town reservoir. A, a cracking accident.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I appreciated Donald Sutherland's recklessness where he's like. I can cover this up like, I like yeah <laughs> and this i can and handle like, that good fucking try but like yeah. then you're like i guess it makes sense
0: and also i also like, love the idea that he's been sitting on this terrible biological weapon scandal for 30 years right and he just knows that there's a loose cannon dustin hoffman in his office for like 20 yep. and so like every day he's like you have that guy under control yet and it's like this is the 88th time you've asked me he's impossible <laughs> to control i can't do it <laughs> But uh, let me ask you this. Is Dustin Hoffman the biggest piece of shit in this movie?
2: If, okay, you're going to have to elaborate a reason why. All right, so I one,
0: that. I think he breaks quarantine protocol like four times. But by jumping in oh. the helicopter, is there not a chance he's going to spread this outside of the town and get a lot more people sick because he wants to save his ex-wife, Is yeah, <laughs> he kind of assuming or, like
2: he's... He's not contagious because he he's even goes assuming, out on the news station says, I'm not infected.
0: He's assuming he yeah, then breaks assuming. into a TV station with a gun, Right. breaks into another office with an armed soldier and does the same thing. <laughs> We're infected. Get the fuck out. He's inciting mass hysteria everywhere he goes. Right? He hijacks a ship people. essentially against international treaties. I was like, this guy's a fucking madman. And then he's going and talking and touching a little girl saying, hey, can you be bait for the murder monkey? Yeah. The one monkey that caused all this. Can you just go stand out there with an apple and pray that Cuba Gooding Jr. can shoot this dart over your shoulder? And by the way, if you fail, my ex-wife dies. Yeah. Uh. Not, not
1: so. Not to like. Uh. So to go back to the Dustin Hoffman thing. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. But let's go. <laughs> let, let's go to the idea that he goes to that uh girl about the murder monkey. I can't <laughs> imagine a more crazy bullshit scenario than somebody <laughs> releasing a monkey into the wild. Like, that's a big fucking forest. And then just so happens, not only does the child run into said monkey, she befriends said monkey, draws a picture of said monkey. That picture gets put on a, <laughs> a refrigerator uh, so that the mom can prominently display it and that the mom is listening to the news when they're that in that moment saying... Yeah. Look for this monkey. And
0: then, it's, not only that, is, that guy then shows up on your lawn in a it, helicopter and is like, can I have your daughter? <laughs> it, it,
1: do you care about your daughter too much? Because yes. I'm about to throw her in front of yeah. monkey Ebola. Right. And, I
0: think the studio went, they accepted Harry and the Hendersons. We can pull this off. <laughs> it is. I like so...
1: Even as a kid, I was like, that seems like a stretch. Like, even now as an adult, I'm like, that's the most but ridiculous. again,
2: thing. it was the 90s, and I'm not sure our parents. Uh, I, th- I think some of the, maybe they were trying to weed some of us
0: out. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's like, I would have sent Josh out there for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know, man. There, there's point, a lot I, of weird I, choices at in at this that segment. At point, I would
1: have like, been like, that's probably going to be one of my sisters. My parents love me too much. <laughs> yeah,
0: <right. laughs> I knew I was the one getting sent out. They're like, we'd send the other one out, but he's not trustworthy enough. Exactly. And you're the Kevin second favorite, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I was like, I think Hoffman is probably a scumbag in this well, movie. Well, getting to that, the one time I did think that is at the very
2: beginning when he tricks the one guard into letting him on the plane. And he's and the like, guy's definitely and the fired. Like, he's like, hey, this might be my strike. He's like, it'll be your ass if you don't do it. Yeah. And so that guy very well might have gotten fired oh, for letting him You Justin want to know the, the real
0: – like the nail in the coffin that Dustin Hoffman's a piece of shit, right? <laughs> At the end of the movie, when Renee Russo wakes up, he is just sitting there like a fucking creep staring at her. And you can tell 100% he's like, I saved your life. I'm definitely forcing you back into our toxic marriage.
1: There was <laughs> not one moment in that entire movie where I was like, this marriage is good. They should, right. be, there. They should be there together. But he's
2: just yeah. screaming she, she had, at her
0: over the phone.
2: <laughs> she had zero romantic interest in him in that
0: entire movie. And no, by the no, no, way, when she's hallucinating, I it she it, I, says she loved his face. I
1: get it if it's Rene Russo and Harrison Ford. Rene yeah. Russo and Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Come on, like Dustin who's really is a five. No. breaking their back for Dustin Hoffman? It, it, you gotta you gotta respect though that at moments in the movie they took digs at Dustin Hoffman. I like, did. Rene, yeah. Rene Russo being like, "Oh yeah, real big guy, we're real guy. Tall. tall." At he's talking to that girl about punching him in the nose, and he's yeah. like. And it's, a, and it's a real big deal for a real big nose. Bigness. And I'm like, yeah. good. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's All like, right. imagine Renee really Russo when she shows up and there. And yeah. she's like, I'm going to work this virus and save it. And he comes strolling in. I hijacked a military plane. I'm here to tell you what to do. She's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly right. why we got divorced and I took the dogs. <laughs> uh,
1: I want to throw it out there to both of you. So what did you guys think of young Cuba Gooding Jr.?
0: I thought he was great in the I, movie. I actually really like. I've always loved Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. I think he's fantastic.
2: I don't think he's ever done a role that I dislike. Like, I I never... Where I disliked him in the role he did. Yeah.
0: He had a really good scene, too. I like the start when he comes off as, like, hard-ass soldier. And he gets humbled. Because that's, <laughs> like, one of the scary scenes, too, where we see, like... We just open the, the curtain and there's just a kid with his dead parents. Yeah. And you're that like, was, oh, fuck. Like, that was a really heavy scene to see right yeah, now. Yeah, that's it's like a
2: whole different tone than what the movie actually does.
0: Well, that's – I think it's it's a tale of two movies, right? Because it is this really good disease thriller at the start. Because Cuba Gooding Jr. freaking out and puking in his mask and wanting to rip it off, that's amazing medical horror. Yeah. And it's so scary because you are confronted with some force of nature that you are unable to withstand, right? This hardcore soldier. I read the books. I get it. okay back off you know i'm on my way up i'm very uh ready to ascend and then he just confronted with it he breaks down and that's great but then at the end it does get a little air force oney
2: although in that same scene i did have to uh kind of laugh skeptically at it where he um (laughs) where uh cuba getting jr freaks out and rips off his mask and does so damn it put him in quarantine and the other guy's like oh it's not airborne and dustin Hoffman's like oh okay and just sweet
0: like, well that's when that's when they <laughs> realize it's right. supernatural though because they see the shame
1: the <laughs> uh, so, so can i share something with both of you guys one of the uh, tidbits about this movie that i found out was that uh when it comes to military uh, like like the uh, level of military that dustin hoffman is in he's required right. to wear a hat and in this movie he said fuck it i don't want to wear a hat And so he didn't wear a hat the entire movie uh, because that's how he wanted to be. And point being, is that like you you could almost see a dusting off and being like, oh, good. We don't have to wear these stupid masks. I don't want to look like an idiot around the entire time. So have have either of
0: you watched Annihilation? (laughs) Yeah. Right. So our friend Sam from college, (laughs) me and him saw Annihilation together. Right. And he's sitting there for the second half of the movie. I don't know what's happening. He's doing a lot of. Psst. And I'm like, what is going on, right? Like, he's clearly upset about something. I don't know what it is, right? Popcorn or, you know, his pants aren't fitting well. Like, I don't know. What is this guy's problem? At the end of the movie, he's like, well, that sucked. And I was like, (laughs) did you watch the same movie as me? I was like, that movie's amazing. I was, like, still riding high, right? I had my adrenaline high. And he's like, yeah, scientists who would take off their quarantine suits. I was like, "Shut oh, up!" Oh, you big dumb. Like, wow, I was like, "This is not dumb, a hyper realistic movie." Like, well, I, 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 again, the liberties <laughs> that people
1: take. Well, and I think that that's one of the reasons, though, why I assume like a Mike Cloud would probably appreciate a Contagion way more than an Outbreak because he goes, yeah. "There's some fucking ridiculous liberties but, that he knows about that we probably don't know about." Yeah. It, like,
2: it, it, I don't know. Like, there's. Like, I'm okay with some liberties, but I feel like this movie took a lot of ridiculous It's a serious liberties. flaw in the
0: but medical community that they like to ruin movies for the rest of us. Because oh, yeah, my wife, I, who's a nurse, loves that. She loves when there's a hospital scene and she can tell me how that's not how you do that test. That's not how this goes. But they're not wearing gloves. I'm like, I get it. I get it. it. I just want to know what the diagnosis is. His dad's a ghost. I need to know this, right? No, no, no.
2: I honestly don't <laughs> really what ruin it yeah, for but, me. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it, I think summing it up, the, the helicopter chase scene, like that, that type of stuff in... The outbreak movie, like it's like he says, two different movies that they meshed into yeah. one.
0: One, <laughs> it's, it's a weird decision to be like, we're fighting a virus. Let's get up there with these birds. <laughs> but like right that
1: was that was Wolfgang Peterson going. Listen, I have to have something explode during this movie right. as quickly as possible. <laughs> By the way,
2: I have a helicopter thing really chasing, you. most boring chase vehicle ever. I
0: don't the hell, know. They went under the bridge. Submarines pretty huh? rough. Yeah, submarines are real rough. Oh, no. no. It's just bubble fighting. We learned it's it's only bubble fighting. That's all of submarines. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly turning and releasing bubbles. That's what those things
1: do. (laughs) I don't know. So Wolfgang at this point has directed Das Boot in In the Line of Fire. So he's like listen, there was a submarine and that was really slow and then there was a uh, parade of cars and that did not go very fast. Can I please have some helicopters, please? Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> I just, I wonder at yeah, what point. It, it, anyway, it yeah, is the 90s little, invading, though, like, right?
2: Like, mash chopper taking on two Harrier jet, two uh-huh. uh, Harrier, what do you call those? Not Harriers. What are those, like, military mess hellfire missile
0: blackhawks i just remember blackhawks it may be blackhawks Black now <laughs> yeah but like, yeah no but it's, it doesn't i just think it's funny that they're and that they, this had to come up in a meeting at some point where they're like this script is good and it is scary and this is intense his wife got it and then you flip the page and you're like they're hijacking what <laughs> like, they're running in where uh, a boat depot <laughs> they're, like well, they're this, going out to sea? like what is happening right this now?
1: kind of this kind of leads me to my favorite character in the entire movie can i share it with you guys yes sure. mrs pananini
0: dude she has the line of the uh, movie <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just like, she's like i'll call a guy in the coast guard like Close how good it, of a friend is he closer, closer than, than his, than wife, his would wife would like, like. <laughs> 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 You know what's funny, though? That woman saves the town by having right. an affair. <laughs> right.
2: And doesn't Hoffman had a funny line with her name? Like, what's your name? Mrs.
1: Or what was her name? No, no, Panini. It, 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 no, it was it was uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. And him were in the helicopter. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, thank you, Mrs. What's her name? And he goes, Pananini. He goes, Pananini. Thank you, Mrs. Pananini. No, no. He likes her and he's like, thank you, ma'am.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. yeah
0: I love those. I'll tell you something I didn't know is when you jump off a helicopter, it sways,
1: right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, jumped
0: off the helicopter. A like, how man. many people bigger than hot? Hoff- like if I did that and I'm like double the size of Dustin Hoffman, do I flip that propeller down into my path and get chopped up? I, I was
2: that? trying to mentally actually think about the physics on that of whether you're actually putting any additional downward pressure in addition to your already weight. Like, you can't create more force downward. This is the wrong show for that. Right, you jump. just said
0: equations and physics and... <laughs> I don't know, was, man. I, I was struck, top. though. So, at the end of the movie, I do need to ask you about this. Do... Whose side are you on when that ship's coming? When they are on the collision path?
1: 100% the group that has the potential cure. Because... Yeah.
0: You have there, to you? It, like, like, that's when the gray area is gone
1: it's twofold <laughs> it's twofold number one you're killing innocent people but number two you're actually legitimately saying we we have the only thing that might be able to cure this if it actually breaks out of this because the assumption at that point is it's gone further than this town like it's affected that's other people.
0: that's my point though right town. does it also show you again how horrible a person dustin hoffman is that he doesn't at least bring the cure with him on the helicopter in case they don't listen. So he can pass it off and be like, hey, man, I know this isn't going well and you're going to railroad me. Here's the cure. What do you
1: mean? Wait, hold We're on. Where's the cure at your... that
0: point? No, no, no. But they have the serum, right? They cured Rene Russo. Right? No. No, no. no, no the, monkey. the monkey. No, no. They have the monkey, right? right. Oh, so, you're wait, saying that you like, bring
1: yeah. it up into the helicopter.
0: Bring it into the helicopter so, so that if like, they still you're blow up the to town— blow- they still have a way to cure it because it's when, probably when, out.
1: When the fuck would it matter? They're about to blow up the entire town where the cure was in the first place. Like, it doesn't matter.
0: I know, yeah. but I'm like, saying just, bring the cure with you so that if they still blow up the town, you can save the next town.
1: They probably would. No, they probably would have blown up his helicopter or yeah, something. He it's not yeah, like he, he would have. Yeah, that he was, I he don't was
0: willing to gamble the future on that moment. D- d- I d- thought that was d- crazy.
1: This movie's full of guys that barely escaped the Me Too movement, or actually got killed. <laughs> the Me Too movement. There's terrible people in this movie, in and, about, in and around all of it. But I'm just little saying, did we bro. know
0: the real virus was the male leads of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus Christ. I don't. I thought it was crazy. That was a scene I was kind of yelling at the TV where uh, Hoffman takes his mask off. And he's like, dude, I'm like your wife's semi coherent and dying. Like, stop rubbing her hand on your face. Let her die in peace. She's your ex wife who left you.
1: That That is 100% Hollywood writing. That right yeah. there is them going, let's really take this to 10. And I'm like, <laughs> that's any doctor in that moment would have been way smarter and been like, yeah. I'm about to save thousands of other people's lives if I actually. Yeah. Don't take off my fucking mask, like yeah. It's well, when difficult. she holds not.
0: Casey's hand, right? When Spacey's dying, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because she's sick now, so she can give him that extra human touch. Correct. Correct. Other doctors can't. In that moment, again, he's assuming because they still don't know it works. It's just like, you know, it'll, that, work. like it'll work.
1: Like a work. He has to go and make a decision within the next twenty four hours. That's that true. He's the only person that could go and make that decision. Yeah. And now he's got like the, the cure's not there because. <laughs> He had to divert the helicopter to fucking Fresno. I don't know. If but he's like, wrong and Cuba Goody Jr. is
0: swabbing him down because he was wrong, then the bomb drops and they destroy the serum. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a chain reaction of terrible things he could have got. You know what I just thought of, Kevin? You know what they should have done for poor Joe Don Baker? What? They should have had him play the guy that arrests Donald Sutherland. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Wouldn't wait, that wait, have been
1: wait. great? But Dale dies great. I love it. It's Dale great, Kahn. but like,
0: wouldn't that have been nice? Like, I know we cut out your entire role, but,
1: but now you get. But
0: can you then, be the like surly bastard? It's like you're too crazy to make it,
1: Dale. But Dye you Dye can arrest Dye. me. <laughs> but, well, well, there was another movie that Dale Dye and Donald Sutherland were in, where uh, Donald Sutherland reported the Dale Die. And so nice. that, that's why I think it's hilarious oh, yeah. is that like, this is a complete flip on what that was. I forget what the movie was. That they were Once you hit like.
0: a certain age and had a haircut, they're like, you guys yeah. are going to be in some form of chain of command.
1: You're like, you definitely look older. So we're going to go with Dale on this one. Yeah. That would have been a nice but, uh, olive branch to Joe Don where it's like, thanks for your service.
0: Oh, right? nice uh, we're so uh, this sorry. Is, this
1: is a uh, completely random. Um, so at one point in the movie, the head of the CDC or the, uh, FTA, there, there was a head of the government organization played by J.T. Walsh. Mm-hmm. J.T. Walsh is one of my favorite, like, that guy actors. He's in yeah. fucking everything, and he's always the asshole. Mm-hmm. So he was in this movie, and he had a very prominent part where he made it very violently clear that this is the direction that they were going to go in as a government. Completely uncredited. He is not found in the credits. Really? It's not, no, he's yeah. not found anywhere within he the movie. He has the best yeah. line
0: in the movie, which is yeah. he just slams down the yeah. photos of the dead people and he goes, Well, he starts it. He's like, Don't fucking ever say that someone was not 100% for this, right? Like, they're going to carry the burden. And he goes, Burn these into your memories. Like, these people should haunt us forever. Yeah, right? that's it's such a crazy Because he scene. knows they're doing something that has to be done, but he knows he's sickened about it. And he's the one that gives some credibility. To the audience, like, maybe they should blow up a town full of American taxpaying citizens. Like, it's scary. As Americans, we hate the idea that our government is an entity that can take not our only our freedoms but, like, our life away. But mm-hmm. in that moment, he's so good with that this should haunt us. You're like, well, you know, if he at least understands how serious it is, they can blow my town up. It's cool. Well, his,
1: <laughs> his, uh, his agent is dog shit because uh, he can get <laughs> – I don't right. even know how that's They're possible such- that
0: that role can be uncredited.
1: He oh, has, Chris. like, a
0: whole, like, three-minute scene that he's leading. Rebel? That's fucking sickening, dude. I yeah, he had a soliloquy in that whole thing. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh-huh. I love that line, though, because that was the line where the movie, like, whew, you're like, that gave it the gravitas, right? It's one of the only scenes at the start of the movie where someone in the government is being an actual human being. Like, the weird one in this movie is Morgan Freeman, who's kind of, like, our narrator, like, our heart god in some movies. It's yeah. just such a – fucking callow piece of shit in the whole movie like i'm not used to ever seeing morgan freeman in that that position so where he's just like this feckless cowardly little you know yes man well that kind
2: of like going back to the, the the military uh scene there at the end i had to wonder like is that how it's like the legitimate way that mutinies are supposed to like legally work because like one guy just say i'm relieving you <laughs> duty and everyone else just jumps on board like that
0: it's like that scene in the office where it's like no i'm relieving you of <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is
1: the second uh uh podcast that griffey and i have done where mutiny is a very yeah. large part of the fucking movie apparently yeah. we love we love the army or navy or the armed services having their come up <laughs> At yeah. some point internally, so,
0: Crimson Tide. There's like eight mutinies in that movie. <laughs> like so many every other, ten minutes, so many i'm many. like, "Ha ha, I mutinied you!" And Gene Hackman's like, "Oh, this is just like the horses. <laughs> like uh, up, you,
1: Flipper, <laughs> Sonner, Stallion. How dare you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, they just keep mutinying each other in this like snake eating your its own mutating. tail cycle. Yeah, just like they just keep like attacking each other, and you're like, "All right, that's cool."
2: <laughs> but I just love how like. Yeah, but uh, isn't it? Uh, it's uh, so
0: weird. Morgan Freeman's arc in this movie just like because i was like he's so hardcore and about the mission and then just cracks
2: yeah he's like he is the entire movie is like chain of command follow orders i'll do what i'm told you do what you're told and that's why i kind of
0: wish he stayed evil because when he drops that line on hoffman i was like that is a bone chilling morgan freeman that we rarely (laughs) see and he's like isn't that lady dying your ex-wife sam and i just remember being like oh it's like a world star video you're like oh damn you got knocked the fuck out i
1: appreciate that moment because he was like you tend to make the truth what you want it to be i say he's
2: not wrong that kind of gets back to you where dustin hoffman's kind of a piece of shit where he still thinks he has some claim
0: well it's the previous movie where it's yeah if you're always overstating everything and being dramatic you know And that's the thing, Morgan Freeman must be, there's a moment in friendships, right? Even a friendship like this, they say they're friends, whatever. There has to be a moment after years and years where you just look at someone and be like, fuck you. And like that just unravels slowly. You think back in the past, like I put up with a lot of shit from this guy. And Morgan Freeman probably on some level is like, I did the wrong thing at the start, but what the fuck do you want me to do now? I don't know. It was weird. It did make me think I was like, "This, (laughs) this feels like a prequel to Shawshank almost maybe that's why red was in there right? that's an awesome
2: fan theory is that yeah and then tim robbins he's is... like
0: that's my dustin hoffman i can say <laughs> although the timelines are a little off don't timeline for... me on my theory
1: <laughs> i'm waiting for that moment for, with you griffey where i'm just gonna go fuck you man come on yeah like, we've known each other too long how dare you
2: <laughs> can you imagine if we were all in a chain of command and had to give you no. other orders no
0: yeah i can't imagine <laughs> i play dungeons and dragons with cloud and i almost unfriend him like weekly i <laughs> like the only guy i know who tries to cheat in dungeons and dragons i don't try I, to cheat i just play the rules see? my favor uh, the only way that this would work is if i
1: am the uh main boss and uh i delegate to both you yeah.
0: well i think no, what would happen if hold. it happened honestly kevin would it, have worked his way up I'd be the guy that did the bad stuff that he couldn't tarnish his record with. Uh-huh. But you need a guy like me, and then Cloud's the guy who's like, I'm doing it my way. <laughs> That's how this would honestly Cl-
1: work. Cloud's a specialist. Cloud is smarter than Cloud a lot of Cloud is the us. Dustin Hoffman. But he also yeah. doesn't know how to uh, make his opinion known to people in that moment. <laughs> like, he doesn't, he's not going to play that politic game. And so I, I have helped I- Cloud... Uh, rise to a high level within uh, the army uh, Griffey I can't fucking help you but you're still a friend so I've kept you around I've no. at
0: least, I've at least yeah. argued to go back to Crimson that... Tide I'm the James Gandolfini I'm uh, just waiting for someone to be a bad commander and I can help them out oh you're definitely
1: the James Gandolfini <laughs>
0: <laughs> not just because I'm overweight and breathe heavy but yeah that's like the ilk of commander I would be Because there's no there's no guy in this movie that would be my my archetype
1: yeah the Gandolfini no, no. and
0: Crimson Tide that's me yeah I, agree. I don't know Kev, I think you're benevolent though Kevin I don't think you'd be a Sutherland or whatever no uh, but you clown definitely a Hoffman I, I hate it
1: to... Mike's definitely a Hoffman
0: in this uh, movie not in it.
1: real life gross <laughs> sorry <laughs> well, I forgot I, I that's just, a hard accusation I'm reluctant to accept that <laughs> <laughs> hold on hold on hold on if we had to recast this movie with uh actors Ooh, nowadays I who are we putting I love this game and by the way let me let, let me uh limit the roles we have to recast dustin hoffman renee russo
0: spacey uh,
1: spacey okay yeah
0: definitely have to recast yeah. spacey
1: uh, Cuba and donald that's it five we got to recast and five. maybe
0: even morgan freeman all right let's go so who do we got for dustin hoffman who are you recasting as your lead John Ham. Ooh, good one. Mm, he's almost too like tall that. and beautiful. It's like the curse of Ham is he's good for these roles, but he's like too handsome.
1: When in doubt, John Hamm. Uh, uh all right. So
0: if you, uh, mm. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> he could to play. Because Hoffman was like
1: on that edge. Part. He could play Sutherland's part. Oh,
0: that's good. I still think Paul such a good bad guy. Nelson Hoffman. Yeah, because my first thought for Sutherland is go someone like Brian Cox. Be like, he's too mean. Like, Ooh. everything he says just sounds mean. Right
1: it, the- it, it, well, it it doesn't sound like he's got the best interest of the country yeah. at heart. It's right? like
0: him and J.K. Simmons. They're just actors that there's like a nefariousness underneath of whatever they say. All right, he, so back to the Who's the, the lead. guy who played
2: uh, Roos Bolton in uh, Game of Thrones?
0: Roose Bolton in Game of Thrones?
2: Who was the guy who played him?
0: You're asking the wrong guy. I am not good with actor names. especially but Anyway, that, that dude,
2: that was just the, 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 the calm commander. Okay. I oh, I got it. Start. For
0: Morgan Freeman's character, I got one. Old Eddie Murphy. Nah. Dude, Eddie Murphy can act, and I like him in this really? movie. It's like old drama. Yeah. Yeah. All man. right. I like old Eddie Murphy, man. Torn between the the right in his mind and the the moving up the ladder, I think that'd be a fun.
2: Who do you got? I, I, for me, Morgan Freeman's almost impossible to replace because Morgan Freeman is keep Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman.
0: <laughs> 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 we'll just do older Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> older Morgan Freeman. That's right. All right, we still haven't cast the lead though. We're jumping around a lot. We're ruining. Kevin's so I said, I, I said John Hamm. He said John Hamm. Who do you got, Cloud? I would jump back to Harrison Ford. I'd love him for everything.
1: He's it's so old. old. He's not it's in a so military. Good. In he's an old point. doctor.
0: No, no, no. I, I said, saw him in Call of the Wild. Young. He's old as fuck. Who said he had to be young? Because he's still I trying did. to win back an ex-wife, <laughs> and he's like hijacking uh, okay, yeah, things enough. and jumping off helicopters. <laughs>
1: Keep, yeah, yeah, like who's he married to? Stop this piece, like, <laughs> that we're interested in, like it has to be. It has to. We're selling tickets to this movie, you jackass! Kelly, like,
0: his ex-wife. Hey, yeah, come see like, the all stars of the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> so what?
1: Well, we have got the Notebook. We've got a couple of people that can't remember each other's names, like trying to help each other in this crisis.
0: Oh my god! Holy shit! Okay. I, well, uh,
1: I, so, so what? One of the things I was thinking about is uh. All right, so think of uh, – when I'm thinking about the person that's taking over Dustin Hoffman's yeah. role, they've yeah. got to be relatively younger. They've got to be, uh, I don't know, under 45, I guess, and older than 30, and right. they've got to be somebody that – I would the say of, they, they have to toe the line of being age. an asshole, but they also have to be redeeming. So somebody that can actually – like, I oh. would never put like a um, – uh, a Ryan Gosling in this role because I feel like Ryan is, is almost too good like he's a really, I don't know
0: it, but he's, Ryan he's could do handsome. it, I don't know he's shit. too handsome what about Ryan Reynolds, oh dude you know who'd be good and that's weird because I just said he's too handsome you know who's really handsome but would be kind of good in this weird psychopath role is Jake Gyllenhaal
1: yeah, and, uh, Jake could Jake I would buy
0: him it. in any, he's like my go to I think he's such an underrated guy Jake could do this. but you're like the it, guy who's kind of storming in and doing his own thing all the time I think it, you
1: could, I think he could do this. And Cloud, you say Ryan Reynolds, it's not like imposed, but he's too goofy. Uh, Jake I Gyllenhaal have... has played some pretty dark roles.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, but did you ever see, uh what was that movie where Ryan Reynolds plays a, social, a serial killer? Um, oh,
1: I know what you're talking about. That's right?
2: what he made, uh, no, like I he can actually <laughs> potentially have some better acting chops.
1: Fair enough.
0: No, I, I, I'd be interested to see Jake Gyllenhaal as our lead. He's sellable. Yeah. yeah all right. Um,
1: Renée Russo is being played by uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal.
0: <laughs> weird. It makes the whole <laughs> let's get back together weird. No. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, if you're casting any movie nowadays, it should just be Amy Adams, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Every, like, smart, powerful, leading woman should be her or Jessica Chastain to me.
1: <laughs> Jessica Chastain, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard.
0: Yeah, I like all three of those uh, actress a lot i would go amy adams i just think she's the fucking best Because
2: she's man. almost like the almost now the uh the quintessential like intelligent yep. phd intellectual
0: yeah. yep. female yeah. lead because that's the you... only thing in this movie i would have changed slightly not the only thing let's be fair but i think renee russo should have been a little more hardcore with hoffman a lot like he's kind of running roughshod in a lot of this stuff she has that great scene where she shut him down where it's like you know i did take a chance i married you click yeah I wanted more of that throughout the movie. Right. Like when he
2: like shows up, she's just like, "Get the fuck out of here. This is my yeah. show." I'll do
0: it. Like, Amy, what I'm are you exactly. doing hijacking my job? Exactly.
1: See, The only the, the, the only issue that I've got with um Hall is that he's not as old as Dustin Hoffman is in his role while this movie is filmed. They're they're probably at least still 8 to 9 years apart, I think, in terms of their age. True by the time that both these scenes are filmed.
0: He might be older. We don't know, man. These guys eat, like, weird vegetables and shit and take nutrients. Uh, I don't know.
1: Well, because I think about (laughs) Dustin Hoffman and Rene Russo. God, how old were both of during this movie? Because, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, who's his love interest in this moment? Rachel McAdams?
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Who do we got? I'm just saying. Well, because
1: I was trying to think of who's the young gun that gets invited, right? Like, who's younger than Jake Gyllenhaal Is it Tom Holland that is, like, all of a sudden the (laughs) pilot, right? Like, are we just fucking rehashing Spider-Man?
0: Yeah, maybe that's it. We're just going to cast the Marvel Universe. (laughs) Shit. uh, Chris Pratt is Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, for sure. Who's the guy from Candyman, the new Candyman? Fuck. I forgot that guy's name. I was just watching it the other day. I thought it was the
2: same Candyman that's in the new Candyman.
0: No, no, no. The guy who plays the ba- – never mind. We're going to go on a Candyman dive. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't – I mean, hell, maybe you make a uh, – Oh, what if you did Edward Norton as the lead?
2: I think Edward Norton would be a great Kevin Spacey
0: replacement. yeah. I feel like he's very unlikable. <laughs> Ed, 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 Edward Norton would actually
1: be a really great Dustin Hoffman person because Dustin I wait Edward Norton and Dustin Hoffman to being the same sort of asshole guy, kind of guy. And I, I like that a lot. And by yeah, the way, the guy that, works. That, the guy that you're thinking about is uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Yes, he's the guy that plays uh, in Candyman. Mm. He's the great. He's in
0: Watchmen. Game. He's great. I think he'd be great in Kuba's role. Great as the young gun who's coming in, getting us, stepping up. I like Uh,
1: that. No, not to follow the whole, like, they have to be a certain uh, uh, ethnicity. I was thinking Donald Gleeson would be really good in that role. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where where it was, like.
0: He'd be really good in the Kevin Spacey role, too. Oh, yeah. He's one of my favorite guys going nowadays. I love Donald Gleeson. Me, too. Every time he's in a movie, I'm so fucking pumped.
1: Yep. that would Grif- like-
0: be cool because maybe you make his dad brennan gleason one of my other favorite actors the donald sutherland
1: he's such a surly badass up. why are we having a uh, donald yeah. sutherland's role is played by B- Donald gleason just I want lock it. you down i feel Grif- like morgan Swear freeman was nick cage.
0: old morgan freeman. <laughs> 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 who do you have for freeman cloud so i was going back here what do you think where do you think nick cage would fit in this movie any fucking where he wants. Uh, <laughs> Nick Cage could be the, the monkey. Tries, Nick Cage could neck be neck the metapod. <laughs> what if every time they looked in a telescope, it was just Nick Cage going, "Ah!" What? <laughs> what? Why, why, how about
1: Nick Cage is just uh, Jimbo?
0: Jimbo? He's got his yeah. own. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the guy that. who steals the monkey at the. He steals the monkey? Yeah, <laughs> I'm loving late cage or late stage cage man. I'm all in. <laughs> he can be any. That's like the the caveat. We're gonna cast the movie with the guys we talked about, but any role that Nicholas Cage wants, he gets. <laughs> but yeah, I think we got a pretty a solid cast.
1: Casting this, this is great.
0: I think it's pretty good. So who do we we got? Edward Norton, the guy from Candyman, whose name I can't remember because I suck. Uh, Dom Hall Gleason, Amy Adams, Brendan Gleason. Who else did we miss? The Morgan and, Freeman role. Uh, Ed, old Morgan Eddie Freeman. Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. I'm telling you, Eddie Murphy has got chops. I would love him in this role. I don't. Who do you guys I... got? Replace Murphy. I'll let you replace Murphy before we wrap I just up. Did old Morgan Freeman. No, you I... can't just replace <laughs> Morgan Freeman with older Morgan Freeman. <laughs> sure, I can. I
1: I believe that you can take Morgan Freeman's role, and you could throw, um, John Hamm in
0: it. There you go, John Ham. John, John Ham can just do everything. It's It, it <laughs> is literally my him. Swiss Army knife. Like <laughs> he, I just... he is that good. It is weird that he hasn't had like the bigger break into film yet. Yeah, because I do think he's that good, man. I love that dude.
1: Because you have to pivot <laughs> for being this asshole that tells somebody no to being the guy that goes, "Listen, I'm gonna make the call and things are gonna be all right." Like, yeah, you 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 you, you can't you can't do that very easily, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> That's true. I'm down for. I'll let John Ham do it i don't know i'm trying to think because yeah like the only problem with eddie murphy is maybe he's too old the morgan freeman guy needs to feel like he's right on the doorstep to being a very old man like sutherland right because he still has like a future career he's fighting for if he's too old you're like ah you're already too old it doesn't matter
1: uh you know what i i guess you i guess why wouldn't we be able to go and throw a jamie fox into that role right Like now he
0: is truly the Swiss Army knife that can play every single role, right? Yeah, like he's that good. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the classic, the one that's like almost not fair is you just say Denzel for every role,
1: (laughs) and I I don't because he's he's too powerful
0: though. Because you couldn't imagine that anyone would make him break and like be above him, right? He's too powerful. Too powerful. All right, guys. Closing pitching points as to. In the moment we're in now, why is Outbreak still uh, something that we should be able to watch and enjoy? Cloud, I'll start with you. I just
2: say it's just a popcorn movie and it's so utterly ridiculous and so far removed from what we're dealing with that I don't think it will uh, make you not want to watch it. And the characters are <laughs> enjoyable to watch. <laughs> uh, I love Dustin Hoff I love the cast. Uh, there's so, no. There are a lot of good things about the movie. Overall, I hate it, I think, as we talked about, that I kind of realized it's just <laughs> two movies mashed into one, and I always hate it when movies do that. Um, I feel like you're not selling it as well
0: as I had hoped, but that's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I give it a two-star out of five. That's low. I'm not going to yeah. lie. That's low. Kevin. Tell people why Outbreak is still an enjoyable, awesome movie for the day and age we're in.
1: How how can I give more stars than five? Let me let me. Take this out. <laughs> you could take um, Clouds
0: three extra stars and pile them up. This is an eight I, out of five for Kevin Wyman. We, we, so, we have a
1: three star deficit. For you. So I'm a I'm a junk movie fiend, which means that uh, for World War II, I'm gonna watch uh, uh, you know Inglorious Bastards and not Saving Private Ryan, and I'm gonna watch. Tora I'm gonna watch uh, uh, Pearl Harbor and not Tora Tora Torah. So I think that like one of the I things. I think these that, are
0: all good movies.
1: Well, <laughs> no, they're all great. Like I'll watch all of them. But the whole point being is that like I like to turn my brain off. An outbreak yeah. allows you the opportunity to get a little bit of fun when it comes to yeah. uh, uh, world-ending viral outbreaks, yeah. um, and uh, you certainly don't have to be concerned about what that outcome looks like. Whereas Contagion brings you a little bit home. Outbreak takes you a little bit out of the uh, norm.
0: Yeah, man. What, What I would say about Outbreak is I think most movies were looking for that human connection that then makes the story matter to us. And I think this movie really unfairly, as Cloud kept saying, it's the biggest, dumbest popcorn movie. The start of this movie is a really intimate look at fucking pure terror, man. I think this movie's scary as fuck. And I think the visual storytelling is insanely strong at the start of this movie. And yes, I think, but I think that's what's fun, right? The moment we're in, we can see things on screen that look familiar and terrifying to us. So it gives us that experience of playing out possibilities in a safe space. And then it just has a lot of fun at the end, man. Because they're like, we're not going to solve it here and make you feel 100% better, but hey. Uh, you know, helicopter chase. You
2: know. But they do so solve. They I, solve it in I like think, two minutes. Like, what
0: I don't like is that Cloud, the way you're selling it on a two stars, you are so downgrading amazing visual storytelling that I, happens. I would have to still they you. hijack that helicopter, I would argue. This is such a strong, tense thriller.
2: And that's with me. Like, sometimes, like, it could be a great movie up to a point, and then after that, it gets bad. It ruins the movie for me. But you're right. And yeah, I don't there's... think
0: it's bad, man, because you have Dustin Hoffman going out and being a weird criminal. And that's kind <laughs> of... You get, like, this extra movie, right? right exactly. You get a little I... Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's like an extra movie ticket for free. I don't know. I think it's it's topical, it's scary, it's thoughtful, and it's fun. And I think that's a pretty cool mix, man. Uh, So that's it, guys, for Outbreak. That's it for our very contagious double feature tonight, man. I hope that uh, this was fun for you guys. Again, we're going to be trying to do as many movies as we can. Our theme this month, The Pod is a Madman. So a lot of uh, movies that put us in the POV of Madmen, serial killers, uh, criminals like that. Also, for an extra theme, The Pod is held captive. So we've got Misery, Black Snake Moan, a lot of good stuff like that. So make sure you subscribe. Uh, Leave us a rating and review wherever you find The Pod. Find us on the Nerd Alchemist channel on YouTube and stay tuned for all the fun movies. Uh, We're even going to try to do some extra movies that are uh, new to streaming and video on demand because we got a lot of time to watch stuff, man. So, like, I just watched the platform today and I'm wildly excited to talk about it. So uh, stay with us. If you have any suggestions, please get a hold of us. Uh, Cloud, Weinman, thank you guys so much for joining me, man. Uh, Thanks for having me.
2: All
0: right, everyone. Stay inside. Stay safe. Uh, We'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Take care.